Okay, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to Free Association. It's been a busy day in Downing Street today. It's the 5th of July, 2022. It's Tuesday. Uh, where I am, it's 20 past 8 in the evening. We've had two resignations today so far. We've had the Chancellor of the Exchequer and the Health Secretary. So that's Sajid Javid is the Health Secretary and Rishi Sunak is the Chancellor, Chancellor of the Exchequer. Both have resigned, um, saying they can no longer stay, stay in the Cabinet. So Boris Johnson's coming to the end of his political career at this level at least he'll, he'll probably go on to uh, to be middle east peace envoy if if the track record of the british establishments and and the united nations is anything to go by but uh, that's just one of those things that happens to to prime ministers when they've taken taken us into a war we're not quite at war officially yet but we are supporting one side of a war So I've got some clips to play, but I want to do it. I was trying to do it live from BitChute and it wasn't working the last time I tried, but I'm going to try again. So I know there's loads of loads and loads of clips of GB news to play because I've just watched them. So I'm going to go through them one at a time so this is Nigel Farage uh, this went up about 23 minutes ago I'm conservative someone who studied the history of all these things John do you see a parallel perhaps with tonight and what happened in 1990 to Margaret Thatcher I mean one minute she was there as Prime Minister. A succession of Cabinet Ministers came in to see her, and she was gone. Yeah, actually, um, funnily, in Tiverton, the fallout of that and the resignation of party chairman, which you've probably forgotten by now, but I thought that was a massive event, and I thought that was the beginning of the end. And I thought if there was any other issues, I think I came on your channel and said it, actually, and if there's any other issues, you'll see more resignations. I mean, funnily, we've, we've lost the chance of this evening, which is ma literally massive politically. But the big atom bomb, I thought, that went off was this morning. The media didn't quite get a huge amount of, of understanding around it, but a, a civil servant, guys that are paid mm. to stay quiet, keep in the dark, cover stuff up, um, he came out of retirement Lord and McDonald. said, yeah. Lord MacDonald, so for viewers, yeah, he came out of retirement and said, actually, the Prime Minister's lying. I remember that. And Chris Pincher was uh, caught out and the Prime Minister the now Prime Minister was told. I thought that was literally an atom bomb going off because that, that's unheard of. And um, you've seen the political events unfold today and now the political guys are leaving. So beginning of the end, I probably agree with that. Is Boris Johnson a liar? Uh, I, I have no idea. I mean, I, I, I think he's just so loose and you know he's just so bumbling he just doesn't pay attention to the to the detail of things and doesn't really care about them i also think he doesn't have a particularly strong team around him and that's an issue if but this got... team i mean this is now the third reset yeah you know he keeps getting rid of the team and a new team come in and some are saying this team's the worst that they've yet had mm. well he's got yeah i mean to be honest he's got the old vote leave team which 
most of which have gone, the senior mm. sort of more competent people have gone. And then he's got a few people from City Hall that are coming in. I don't think he's got really anybody around him that has you know, dealt with and experienced proper Westminster national politics. And with him, he's not a managerial or technocratic person. He's a sort of, you know, campaigning kind of mm. personality. Well, really. like a cheerleader. Yeah, he's, he's a, a fantastic cheerleader. cheerleader. Yes, he is. Brilliant. And he spreads optimism well, and a bit of joy <laughs> yeah. and a bit of humor. That's why we've got no policies, because I'm a Conservative member. I'm, yes. I'm very, as you said earlier on, I'm a loyal and long-served member of the Conservative Party, and, and professionally I worked for the Tories for over 10 years. The lays uh, on, on the voluntary side of the party, I'm just embarrassed because um, we've never had a leader with an 80-seat majority that's done so little. All right, so more, more responses from Nigel Farage. Uh, this is another piece that went up. This is about a minute's worth. Went up about half an hour ago. So these are all very recent clips. And he sure, he sure finished about 24 minutes ago. a statement from Lord Frost. So let's have a listen to this. Rishi Sunak and Sajid Javid have done the right thing this evening. It gives me no pleasure to say it, and I'd hoped that events might have taken a different course. But I'm afraid the developments of the last week show there is no chance of the Prime Minister either putting in place the necessary change of approach to running a government or establishing a new policy direction. Boris Johnson has huge achievements to his credit. He has a place in history for delivering Brexit and much more. But it is now time to look forward. Accordingly, and with sadness, I believe the interests of the country, our newfound self-government and the Conservative Party would best be served by new leadership and a new Prime Minister. I, have, I will have more to say in my Telegraph column tomorrow. We're back, but what is the way forward then? What do you think should happen next? A lot of my viewers uh, are furious by all of this. They voted Boris, they see all of this. Uh, as a conspiracy, as a witch hunt. They're calling uh, Sajid and Rishi traitors. They feel very let down by the Conservative Party, generally against Boris. And I think most Conservative MPs like me have had hundreds and hundreds of angry constituents over recent days and uh, weeks saying that this is just not sustainable. The, the position of the Prime is untenable. They don't think he has integrity. They don't trust what he that says, and the way it's come to a head, the misrepresentation, the way this whole pinger gate, as, as Nigel just uh, called it, being handled, was the straw that broke the camel's back. And it needed some senior ministers to resign to start the whole process. The one thing that has been missing in recent weeks has ministers deciding they can longer go on defending the indefensible. So hats off to Sajid and Rishi for having taken initiative um, this evening, and I'm sure there will be a number more to follow. Unless Boris does the writing on the wall, the game is up. I'm afraid we need a new Prime Minister. So you can hear the reaction. The Tories are in meltdown, basically. Until they find another leader. And when I looked at that, I realised... A lot of these people now were not going out to bat for the Prime Minister. They'd simply had enough. And that's led to these two quite dramatic resignations this evening. I think it must mark 
the beginning of the end. But if you are conservative-minded, if you are Brexit-minded, I don't think you should view the process that has unstoppably begun within the last hour. I don't think you should view this as being a disaster. I take the contrary view. I take the view that Boris Johnson was the right man for the moment in 2019. And indeed, it's why I made a difficult decision to stand aside for him in that election. We had to get Brexit over the line, even if it was an imperfect Brexit and not a great deal. And, you know, he had the pizzazz, the chutzpah, the humour to carry it off. And he was the right man for that moment in 2019. But Boris Johnson is a cheerleader, not a leader. He was never going to be suited to the responsibilities of high office. He's been found out. And frankly, and I've been saying this to you for some time, if they were to stick with Boris Johnson, they would head towards a 1997 style disaster at the next election. This is an opportunity for the Conservative Party to move on. It's an opportunity to say, Boris, even if these circumstances are awful, you did achieve a couple of great things, and you'll go down in the history books for doing it. But now is the time for the Conservative Party to stand up for honesty, decency and integrity. It's time for the Conservative Party to get back to a genuinely pro-business, pro-growth agenda. It's time for the Conservative Party to stop trying to be all things to all people and stand up for the basic principles in which it believes. But, you know, here we are at a point where financial markets are now taking umbrage. You and I watch Sterling closely. Why? Not just because we're interested in, in financial markets, because we know in our bones implicitly, because of our financial knowledge and our business experience, that when the pound gets weak, the UK imports an awful lot of things, and we import a lot of fuel, and fuel's priced in dollars. So when the pound gets weak against the dollar, that feeds directly into inflation through imported goods, and particularly imported fuel. Well, hold on to your hat, Nigel, because the pounds just dipped below a dollar nineteen. And anybody remotely interested in currency markets will know that that is a big threshold. The pound's only been consistently below a dollar twenty against the U.S. currency in the, at no time since the mid '80s. You go, have to go back to the 1980s, and it strikes me that given political crisis here in the UK, given our reliance on imported energy, given the sense of drift now that we haven't seen since I was a lad in the mid-1970s, I think financial markets, currency markets in particular, will now test the resolve of the British government of the Bank of England and start taking a long, hard look at the pound. We could see the pound start to really suffer tomorrow unless yeah. this political crisis is nipped in the bud pretty quickly. And I don't wish to be mercenary about it. I don't wish to cause alarm. I am an economic analyst who knows a lot about politics. And I'm saying, and I think you'll agree, that if the financial markets really start to force the issue, it doesn't matter what anyone says, there'll have to be a change of government. Well, 
Um, I, I have to say, I, I, I heard what you said earlier about this being the beginning of the end. I kind of feel like it's the end, actually, whether he realises it or not. He's lost his chancellor, he's lost his health secretary. These are two of the big five jobs. You know, this is an absolute catastrophe. 41% of his MPs want him out. You said it. A third of Conservative voters think he's a liar. I, I was in, um, when I was in Parliament earlier, I was speaking to two Red Wall MPs, absolute loyalists, absolute uh, rock-solid supporters of his, one of whom had just said he basically got on strike. He was refusing to go and defend the Prime Minister anymore on television. Uh, he's he's got to go. Well, both of them said he's got to go, but had enough. And this, uh, this Pincher business, uh, Chris Pincher business, had been the final straw, although, uh, frankly, anything could have been the final straw in the end. Yeah, and, and David, let me ask you, um, has he lost the support of Express newspapers? What, what are we going to read on your front pages and on your website tomorrow morning? Well, uh, I think there's going to be a great deal of regret. Um, we're having this conversation at the moment. You know, this is a man that got us through a pandemic. It's a man who got Brexit done. A man who currently is having a very good war in terms of Ukraine, you know. Uh, he has got some things uh, right, but the trouble is, it's a chaos around him and uh, the inability uh, to, you know, really hold the party together. And, you know, the, the, the kind of charisma and cut through he had seems to have disappeared. And I don't think it's just party gate. So in fact, I, was, um, I, was, I was interested in what you were saying about this being an opportunity for the Conservatives. I, I completely agree with you. Actually, it's not necessarily an editorial line, but I completely agree with you. And I would say that any um, would-be leader of the Conservative Party should just go on the simple phrase, let's make the Conservative Party conservative again and start talking about tax cuts and uh, other uh, things that I think are not net zero and, uh, and generally woke policies. Those of you that watch this show will know that I've become increasingly disenchanted, angry with the direction of this government. It's all well and good getting elected on saying we're going to get Brexit done, but how you do it actually matters. And there's been so little follow through, so little follow through on Northern Ireland, on fisheries, on business regulation. They didn't even take the 5% off our heating bills. And in so many other areas, to think that we have a Conservative government that has opted at almost every opportunity for big state and high tax, bear in mind, we're about to see a 30% increase in corporation taxes. I had the feeling, too, they weren't even vaguely Conservative. In fact, heading towards a model of social democracy. But the biggest thing of all about this government, and the thing that's made people the angriest, and yes, I know there are people watching this right now, that, like Boris Johnson, think he's a good egg, think the media are out to get him. Some of you may well think the whole thing is a Remainer conspiracy with the civil service and mainstream media and some of his party conspiring against him. But the straw that really has broken the camel's back is the sheer dishonesty. Now, Johnson was described once by David Cameron 
as being like a greased piglet. You simply can't ever get hold of him because he slips out and gets away. But you can't go on living the entirety of your life on falsehoods. In the end, there has to be a day of reckoning. And I've got to tell you, that came for me this morning. I have never been angrier at a Conservative government than I was this morning. Watching TV, listening to the radio, reading the papers and seeing, yes again, a succession of cabinet ministers being sent out with number 10 briefings on what I guess we're going to call Pinchergate, saying things to media and doing it now for four days that are at best misleading, but at worst just outright and downright lies. And this morning we learned that actually the Prime Minister had been briefed of specific allegations against Chris Pincher, but he'd forgotten. And it's the same with every major crisis. It's the cover-up that's almost worse than the story itself. And I think what's happened here is there's been one drip too many on the stone. Too many lies from this government. And I wondered this morning, will anybody, will anybody in Cabinet make some sort of stand for decency? And I planned this programme tonight, and the debate I wanted to have was, will the Cabinet revolt? Will somebody in Cabinet stand up? Or are they all going to go down with the ship? Because what's clear to me is that up to a third of people who voted Conservative in 2019 now think the Prime Minister is an outright liar. And when you've lost that level of trust, you're simply not going to regain it. All right, that's enough clips, I think. That gives you the idea of the uh, the current political situation for, for Boris Johnson, at least. I'm, I'm not a fan of Boris Johnson. I never have been. Never trusted the guy, ever. In 20-odd years of known who he is. Uh, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't, wouldn't trust a word that he says. Uh, but I don't trust most of them, quite honestly. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of any of these politicians we've got at the moment, at least in the old days, people were standing on principles and now they're just not at all. There's no principle there at all. If you're standing on a principle and your principle's wrong, that's fair enough. At least you've got a principle. But uh, to be Boris Johnson, Boris Johnson just tells people what they want to hear and then he'll talk to somebody else on the opposite side of the argument and tell them exactly what they want to hear. So you can't you can't trust him. Anyway, I'll, I'll be back later on this evening uh, with some more clips from news programmes and some more, some more uh, fallout and some more responses. And we'll see where we go. But uh, for the time being, that's enough. I'll see you a bit later on.